program. The phones are open here. If you want to join the show, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. And, uh, of course, the phones are open. You can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. Uh, there's just so much in the news to talk about, and of course, we're continuing our ongoing coverage of what's been happening in Toronto. Not Toronto. Uh, maybe there's something happening in Toronto, but uh, I meant specifically Canada. There's some in Toronto. I'm Are there some sure. protests going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Smaller. Uh, of course, the the real ones to talk about are in Ottawa, where there are a ton of people there every single day. Uh, lots of truck drivers in the streets. Not blocking traffic because there is an open lane or so um, pretty much everywhere they are, but showing their making their presence known, sitting there idling their trucks for now uh, going into three weeks there in front of the Parliament building, also at border crossings, as we were talking with someone from Calgary on the show last night uh, who was explaining to us what was going on at a little town called Coots, which is right on the uh, the other side of the border from Montana, as well as other border crossings where, again, truckers men on and women on horseback uh other people just in their normal vehicles are blocking uh the you know the passages there so very very interesting of course all these protests are regarding all the various covid restrictions in canada and wouldn't you know it news is now coming out that the most restrictive province in all of canada the quebec province is now announcing that they are going to be removing the vaccine passports. Oh, wow. Quebec's, they're control freaks out there. Yeah, they're the ones that had a, uh, a curfew during New mm. Year's over a period of weeks. Uh, they're the ones that have been just insane with their enforcement mm. and restrictions. Now they're saying that the vaccine passport will be dropped by march 14th. The measure will be gradually phased out over the coming weeks. Now, that's a full month from where we are today so i don't think you can trust these people to, to actually do what they're going to say i think they want the truckers to pull out and go yeah. home and say all right they well, want we've to pull won. A lucy yeah and then all of a sudden oh wait there's a new variant we got to bring the vaccine passport back and of course they could do that at any time yeah. as well right omicron prime mm, indeed <laughs> But nonetheless, they are saying this. Uh, Alberta, as we learned last night, had already removed their vaccine passport requirement. Saskatchewan has also announced that they are removing theirs. And uh, Ontario province has announced that as well. In fact, one of the stories we didn't get to about that is Doug Ford, who's the premier in Ontario province. You remember the crack smoking mayor of Toronto years ago, Rob Ford? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. It, was, it was really entertaining. If you ever find that video, it's pretty fun to watch. He's a, he's dead, but his uh, his brother is still in politics, and they look basically identical. Uh, but uh, Doug, I Ford, wonder if he faked it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Doug Ford has uh, has announced that it has nothing to do with the reason why they're getting rid of the vaccination mandates there in Ontario. Doesn't have anything to do with the truckers. It's all about making his daughter happy. He says, according to the Beaverton... So he doesn't give a damn about his constituents, is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during a press conference to announce that he would be ending Ontario's proof of vaccination system, Premier Ford claims... Oh, wait. Is this a fake story? Is this a sat... This might be a satire site. I'm actually not sure now. But let's see. Uh, he claimed that... 
uh, clarified that he's not doing this to capitulate to the angry mob holding Ottawa streets hostage, but in fact to capitulate to his own anti-vaccine daughter, Krista, who kept asking. Wow. Folks, I'm not doing this because those protesters demanded it, even if I support their right to protest and remind them that their votes will count in this summer's Ontario election. I'm doing this because I have a well-documented history of putting my family's whims. Okay, this is satire. Okay. (laughs) They got you. (laughs) My family's whims before the needs of well-being and well-being of my constituents. That's almost as good as our uh, big igloo exchange. (laughs) He said, uh, or have you all forgotten when I aggressively hid my brother's drug problem for years he added, citing the platform he famously ran for premier on in 2018. Asked, I don't smoke as much crack as my as brother. <laughs> Asked about vaccine logistics, the premier clarified, quote, individual businesses and minimum wage employees are welcome to keep enforcing proof of vaccine or at least welcome to try. Not going to lie, he continued, these anti-vax convoy folks are pretty pumped up by today's announcement. So good luck stopping them from forcing their way in. Especially my darling little Krista. She was captain of her lingerie football team. So have fun blocking at her door, uh, blocking her at the door of your Arby's. I'm sure there are plenty of restaurants that would be delighted to have business again. Speaking of Krista, he said, I cannot wait to see the look on her little face when I tell her the good news. I love my little unvaccinated muffin so much. And by changing and changing provincial health policy will definitely make up for the time. I didn't buy her a pony when she was eight. He said, wow. Despite Ford's insistence that that got you. I actually hadn't read the story. You hadn't read it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> no, it was pretty clearly satire by the end of the second sentence. Uh, but I'm going to share it anyway, just because it's Yeah, good. it's good satire. Yeah. Uh, you know, good satire has to feel like it could be real, right? Like, it's usually based mm-hmm. on some sort of kernel of truth. And, of course, the, tr- the kernel of truth here is that politicians are doing things for the, you know, the politically connected and their family members and their friends mm-hmm. and not for the average person. That's what this is sharing, and it's absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite Ford's insistence that he's caving to family as opposed to the hundreds of protesters who have ground Ottawa and Windsor's Ambassador Bridge to a halt this month, many convoy members are still claiming victory. Uh, unvaccinated trucker Scott Longden of Calgary said, quote, Sure, Dougie says he's doing it for his daughter and her ex-cop husband, but remember, they're part of our protest, so that counts as a win for us. It's like we always say, where we go one, we go all, which is a QAnon thing, which we also believe. Thanks, Krista oh, and Doug. God. I don't know. This seems like a leftist, almost seems like leftist satire in a yeah. way. Yeah, it really, it really does. Mm-hmm. I, the idea that the fact that somebody... You know, says my body, my choice doesn't necessarily make him a QAnoner. Um, right. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the uh, QAnoners would uh, differ with the whole my body, my choice on some major issues. I bet they would. <laughs> That's the one thing without these conservatives that libertarians need to be concerned or be careful uh, that they think that the conservatives are all of a sudden pro-freedom. Because you have to remember, whenever the liberals crack down on freedoms, yeah. the conservatives adopt all the libertarian talking points about freedom and liberty, etc., etc. But, but as, they only oppose liberal tyranny. They don't mind conservative tyranny. Correct. As soon as you know the Satanists get into the news, then the conservatives start to freak Is out. Is Ari in the news again? No, not right now. <laughs> but there was something recently, uh, and I don't know what it was, but so, you know, the Satanic Temple 
Cole or somebody like that was in the mm-hmm. news again, and the Satan, you know, the uh, Satanic Panic conservatives came right out and said, "Oh my God, we can't have freedom of speech because of these people." Crack down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they just they don't believe in freedom. They don't believe in my body, my choice. But that said, mm-hmm. I think we should welcome. Uh, anybody, whether they be yeah. conservative or liberal, and, we all started somewhere. And it's right. a sl- it's a sliding scale. Yeah. You know, there are uh, some conservatives are are much more liberal uh, libertarian than others. You know, there yeah. there are some that are very close. Yeah, yeah and, and like I said, we all started somewhere. So, oh, yeah. So it's better to be welcoming. Hell, and, I was a socialist at 20. And and agree with them on the things on which we agree with them, and then gently, if possible, try to explain to them where they're being inconsistent and how they could remedy that, that mm-hmm. situation. And I think that we've had some uh, good progress in that area over the last couple of years. I mean, you and I have been out to some of these events, mm-hmm. which have been primarily, you know, Trumpers and conservative types that have come out to oppose things like vaccine mandates mandates and and covid restrictions and and i think those are important networking occasions where we can Hmm. find some common ground yeah i absolutely and that's true black lives matter and occupy and Mm -hmm. and things like that as well i've been actually delighted that uh there are some left figures that are uh that are definitely starting to get on the ball bill maher um and uh jimmy Dore. Who is that? That's so uh, he's a comedian. He uh, uh, he's, he's, he okay. does a pretty good show. So he's speaking um, out? Yeah, and the funny thing is listening to call the government out on all their medical lies and then say the government should make all your medical decisions. <laughs> More coming up. Talk Live phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Ian and nobody in the studio here tonight. And I do want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com. That is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Uh, cryptocurrency is a very important concept, and there are some basics, some new ideas that you ought to get uh, understanding. You should become familiar with if you're going to get into these uh, these ideas. If you want, want to do a little investing, buy a few cryptos here and there. Uh, go over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can watch some of the introductory videos that they have there, which will, again, give you some of the basics over at Bitcoin.com. A great intro to uh, cryptocurrency would be buy yourself some and send it to the Canadian truckers. Indeed. Uh, there must be another fundraiser that's up, uh, but there was a website we found last night. I'll see if we can pull it up that listed some crypto addresses uh, that people would be able to contribute to. One of them was truckers. If you go to truckers.clouthub.com slash donate, that's truckers.clouthub.com slash donate. There are lists of cryptocurrency addresses there, and you can contribute to them, as we learned last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the centralized fundraisers have either been frozen, taken down, or hacked, or the funds have been uh, frozen in the banks. I mean, it's basically impossible for these truckers mm-hmm. to get anything through the banking system at this point. 
Yeah, the uh, the only two ways to donate that I know of is I know some people are just walking up and handing them cash. Yep. But you know, of course, you, you know, for us that would be like a like a military operation sneaking into Across Canada, the border, um, yeah. and and crypto, you know. Yeah, and and if you just hand them cash, then it's just like one random trucker, and you don't really know what he's going to do with it. Well, if he's at the actual protest, then presumably yeah. he's going to feed himself or buy some gasoline. Yeah, right? I mean, if nothing else is, yeah, you're going to hook him up, and you know, it's good to be hooked up when you're doing activism. Activism is hungry work. Yeah, and if you are in Canada and you know you can make the trip down to one of the border crossings or get to Ottawa, then you should do that just to show your support to get down there, be another body among the thousands that are there, meet people, have a good time, and yeah, hand some cash to some of the truckers. But otherwise, uh, cryptocurrency is a great solution. Uh, So that's an option for you. Get over to Bitcoin.com. You you do need to get over a little bit of a learning curve before you can do your first crypto transaction. So you should learn the basics at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. As we go to Sam, he's in Ohio. Sam, you're on with Ian and Nobody. How do you guys handle when Sarah calls in? Like, how does that not drive you up the bleeping wall? How do we handle what? When Sarah calls in from New Mexico. Oh, oh, well, I used to program 8-bit microprocessors. So, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with dafter beasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm I'm always curious as to what she's going to bring up next. She has expanded her repertoire. She used to just call in about traffic law related stuff, like red light cameras and people getting hit, uh, you know, at intersections or whatever. And it used to be pretty repetitive. But to her credit, she has become more interested in other topics and does have a, a, a good she's variety. She's communist, so that's hardly a credit to her. She good was communist judgment. before. Was she? Yeah. She every now and then she'd get into it, but and she gets into it more huh. now, which I is is more fun. I mean, I, yeah. I like talking to people I don't agree with, right? Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, it's but it's what, I'm, go ahead. what I guess what I'm saying is like, how do you mentally prepare yourself for that? I don't know if there's I mean, maybe it's just because we do a talk show and we're prepared for anyone to call in. At least I am. I can't speak for you, nobody, but you, you know, you're old hat at this now at this point. I mean, yeah, there's no preparation needed for me. I mean, I just I just, uh, you know, slap myself with a wet noodle a few times before I go on go on the air. So <laughs> do you do that before you when you're at home or you step in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. I don't pull out my noodle. Okay. <laughs> so yeah sam i mean it's just you know you do a talk show if you do a talk show where it's open phones like we do then you just kind of you understand that you you accept whatever comes in i mean there's going to be great callers and there's going to be not so great callers and you know we hope for more of the former but we'll deal with the latter as uh, as best we can and make them as interesting as we can and then we get rid of them once we're done with them and you know I'm I'm an old acid head, so you know you hear some wisdom when you're chilling with tripping people, but you also hear some inane stuff. So you're saying when people are all jacked up on that, they might be saying stuff like she is. Um. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like Jerry Garcia said: sometimes you want to play your guitar for six hours, and sometimes you just want to stick your head in a bucket of Jello. I don't remember if Sarah has admitted what kind of drug use, if any, that she's had in the past. We've had so oh, many calls with no, her. No, she did. She did. She did. What did she say? 
she said she had tried crack before. Uh, well, so has nobody. Mm, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, oh really? Uh, yeah, I I actually I it it was kind of an experiment. What I did was, um, I I smoked it for about a few months, and basically the plan was I would I would smoke it until the first time it um it it drove me to violate my own moral code which eventually mm. it did um and uh basically i i uh i jacked some crack off a sleeping hooker um and uh did you realize in the moment that what you were doing was that violation or did was it later on i mean were you in the I, throes I, of it at the I, moment i i knew it was wrong yeah i yeah. i just you know i don't touch other people's right. stuff um and uh what was going through your your mind in that moment well partially it was oh i'll just i'll i'll get her some more in the morning when mm. when when we can get the crack man on the phone again and partially it was, I don't care. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I got myself to that point um, where I was, you know, clearly being being driven. And, and you know, I was I was kind of irrational. I mean, my the, the guy who was selling me the crack was like, dude, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was he was actually a, a really cool cat. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't smoke it himself. That's usually Good the best judgment. plan if you're gonna be selling um, uh, drugs like that. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, things get ugly. But but anyway, so once I got to that point, I started dropping acid mm-hmm. to see how long it would take me to get off it, and it took me three days, hmm. and. Uh, and I was ready to get off. And so I wait, just to clarify, sense. were you tripping all three days? You just like kept dropping acid, or I just kept dropping acid. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, and did kept you smoking crack? Oh, um, you were doing that while you were doing the acid. Yeah. Oh wow. And it was like, so it was like half of me was being a crackhead, and the other half of me was watching me be a crackhead, and that wasn't pretty. Whoa. Um, and then three days later, you just put it down, and then you moved back to Keene, and we're, we're clean from that point? Yep. Yep. Nice. Never touched it again. Thank you, Sam, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. Coming up, Justin Trudeau's comments about China. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Yeah! 
Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody. 603-283-6160. Want to say thank you, by the way, to uh, Word Wordis, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via the AMPS program over at AMPS freetalklive.com it's a patreon and you can go and sign up as word wordus has done he is doing gold level which means uh, he's supporting us for 10 bucks a month and we ask only for five so thanks word wordus for doing the extra 10 there appreciate or the extra five appreciate it uh so head over to amps amps.freetalklive.com it stands for advertise market promote and support it's a way for you to help us get the ideas of freedom onto more radio stations we've got over 190 stations right now carrying the show throughout the week at various different times we could have 250 300 it is possible but it takes time and it takes money are there that many radio stations left there there actually are a lot of stations out there believe it or not radio is still a uh, alive whether it's well or not is another question that's up to uh, to opinion but we're still there and uh, the talk radio industry there's probably about 800 stations roughly that I'm aware of coast to coast so mm-hmm. we could probably hit you know upwards of 400 of them maximum I would I would think cuz you can't be on usually more than one per market uh, right. So anyway, check out amps.freetalklive.com and help us out. You get some cool perks like Word Wordus over there. Perks. Yeah. Perquisites. <laughs> so uh, once again, it's amps.freetalklive.com. Um, so this Justin Trudeau character, you know, the there's an interesting theory that he is the son of uh, Fidel Castro. Fidel, Fidel Jr. And... It's Which would solid. be kind of funny because that would make him a fidel by infidelity. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> well, is it infidelity if you have the permission of the uh, the husband to cheat? You know, it's not cheating, right? Like infidelity is cheating, isn't that's, it? That's that's more cucking. What you think? Uh, you think uh, Trudeau Senior uh, sent his wife down there that's to get some commie sperm? They say that they were swingers. They say that they were, you know, in an open kind of relationship, and Trudeau mm. Sr. was there with her, apparently. Mm. So, is that yeah. infi- that's not infidelity, that, right? That mm. is not infidelity. Uh, infidelity is breaking the agreement, whatever right. that agreement may be. So, the, the kid is a spitting image of old Fidel Castro. We've seen the, the imagery online, the and comparisons. And he thinks like him, too. And that's what I wanted to share here, a clip from CBC News. This is Justin Trudeau speaking to an audience. I'm not sure when it was recorded, uh, but it's very, very revealing. So, I mean, no one should be surprised by this, but let's just make it clear what he believes. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of of, uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um... Because their basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start, you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. uh, That I find quite interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Stephen Harper's dreaming dreaming about a dictatorship. What were you dreaming about, Justin? Total <laughs> control. Dear yeah. 
dear leader kind of stuff. And by the way, one thing you can't, maybe you can hear it in his voice, but I just want to be clear. His face is really bright as he's talking. He's got like a big smile on his face. And he's really excited and talking about this topic. It's really something that turns him on. You can tell wow. he's getting a real jolly off of this. Wow. So this reminds me of the old uh, Bush line. Remember when uh, George Bush was in office and he was talking about, <laughs> I should be the dictator or something like that. Remember he's had some sort of mm. quickie, quickie statement like that or that he wished he could be the dictator. Yeah. So a lot of these guys, you know, that's what they aspire to. They would do it if they could, if they could get away with it. Monster. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And I think, oh, that's not quite everything I have out of Canada. There's a little bit more here. So an update from Ottawa. Uh, apparently, there's been a negotiation with the terrorists in Ottawa. Somebody's talking to the government? Yes. The Freedom Convoy has agreed with the Ottawa mayor and has agreed to move trucks out of so-called residential areas. According to foxnews.com, uh, quote, we've made a plan to consolidate our protest efforts around Parliament Hill, says Freedom Convoy President Tamara Litch. In a letter to the mayor there, somebody named Watson. They have a president? Apparently. Hmm. Uh, I've seen her name as a key organizer of this particular protest. She was one of the, the two names on oh, the you got to keep your keys organized with all those trucks. Of the, the, uh, the fundraiser. She was the, one of the key uh, fundraisers. Adding that the Freedom Convoy board, so they apparently have a board of directors, agrees with the request to alleviate pressure on residential areas and that organizers are currently working to get the truckers to quote-unquote buy in. Quote, the Freedom Convoy board agree with your request to reduce pressure on the residents and businesses in the city of Ottawa. We have made a plan to consolidate our protest efforts around Parliament Hill. We'll be working hard over the next 24 hours to get buy-in from the truckers. We hope to start repositioning our trucks on Monday, so... Maybe uh, they can have some overflow parking on Trudeau's lawn. <laughs> they did try to go to his house. Did you see that news a couple weeks ago? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it was it was at the very beginning of the occupation. Uh, some of the drivers went down to Trudeau's house, and very much like when, when we went to the governor's house here in New Hampshire, there were cops crawling everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, they actually, unlike our governor here in New Hampshire... They uh, in Ontario, they had blocked the driveway or whatever. They blocked the uh, the street so they couldn't even get down the street to go to uh, to his house. Wow. But, yeah, they, they definitely had a bunch Politicians of cops. are such cowards. They sure are. It's like it, I would have been so much more impressed with Sununu even being wrong if he'd had the stones to step out there and argue his damn case. Yeah. You know, nope. He uh, he got in his car and sped off. Is what he did. Brave Sununu <laughs> ran away when danger reared its ugly head. He bravely turned his tail and fled. Sununu ran away. Have you seen what he's doing now, though? Acting like the the brave freedom uh, advocate. He's like wow. teaming up with Jason Sorens from the Free State Project and doing press conferences about how New Hampshire is the freest state. And wearing it like a badge, like he's the one who is wow. you know, responsible for it, taking the credit. It's because we drug him kicking and screaming into a little bit of freedom. Basically. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he's running for a re-election now, so he's got to start playing mm. to his audience. So that's what he's doing. He's hoping everyone will forget what he did in 2020. 
I remember. Indeed. Nobody remembers. Nobody remembers. Uh, so back to the story here. The mayor of the city in Ottawa had written to one of the organizers saying residents are, quote, exhausted and on edge and that the blockades are, quote, teetering on the brink of permanent closure, unquote, for some businesses. He says, I don't believe these harmful effects on our community and its residents were the intended consequences of your protest. He said he wants to see clear evidence that trucks are being moved from residential streets by Monday and will meet with convoy organizers if they meet certain conditions. What I'm trying to understand is why are the restaurants not making a fortune? They're not open. They've decided they don't want to be open because I suspect they pander to the leftists in the city and they don't want to upset their usuals. That would be my guess. Wow. Because there's no other reason not to be open. Their usuals certainly have high standards. I'm not going to complain if my favorite restaurant feeds people who disagree with me i assume people who disagree with me eat eating at my there, yeah. favorite restaurant. as a matter of fact i see them there because yeah. they come in with their little masks all scared with their tails <laughs> right. between their legs yeah I, I, that's the best Feed guess i can have noodles. i mean if you've got a better idea as to why these restaurants are closed i'd love to hear it the number is 603-283-6160 because why would you close your doors when there are more people in the streets on a daily basis yeah. than ever. It's like shutting your bar down during Mardi yeah. Gras. 603-283-6160. You can join us and bring up anything that's on your mind. 603-283-6160. More about the negotiations coming up. Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us in the studio with you tonight. You've got me, Ian. And nobody. We're continuing to uh, discuss the latest on what's been happening with the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa and elsewhere. Uh, of course, if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to. And maybe there's something else in the news that you think is important. I'm sure there are other news stories out there, and I do have some other show prep. But to me, this is the most uh, interesting story in recent times, and it sure is a lot more interesting than COVID-related news. So mm. I've been I've been focusing on this stuff and uh, cheering these guys on from from here in in New Hampshire. Yeah, uh, it's definitely the. Uh the most the most interesting story. It's the first thing that's given me hope in a long time. It's inspirational yeah. for sure. And uh, whether it's going to inspire an actual U.S. version of this, that still remains to be seen. There's still some talk online that uh, such a thing will spring up within the next few weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. So certainly we will keep an eye on that if, it, if that develops. But meanwhile, the restrictions uh, are so spotty here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But meanwhile, the uh, restrictions are being rolled back, supposedly, in a lot of the provinces of Canada, including even in Quebec, where they announced today that they are going to be uh, removing the vaccine passport, they say, by uh, by the middle of next month. So we'll see. You know, we're still waiting on that, but they did announce it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we're also discussing how the uh, the folks there in Ottawa 
have been negotiating with the terrorists. The government mayor, the King gang member there in Ottawa, has sent a letter to, uh, or an email or something, to the organizers of the protest asking them to remove the truckers from residential areas, and they did agree to do that. And Watson is the name of the uh, the mayor. I think it's Jim Watson says he wants to see clear elementary, my dear Watson says he wants to see clear evidence that the trucks are being moved by Monday, and uh, that's this past Monday. So presumably, well, it's a truck. It, I mean, any movement is going to be pretty clear. <laughs> Indeed, and he says he will meet with the organizers if they meet certain conditions. As though, like that, you know, why would they want to talk to this guy? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, opening negotiations is is uh, an important part of winning. Good point. Uh, First, he says they must remove all trucks from the residential district south of Wellington Street and from all other residential areas, including the market, the Ottawa Baseball Stadium on Coventry, etc. Second, they must agree not to backfill the residential areas currently occupied with trucks, other vehicles, and or demonstrators. What does it mean to backfill? Meaning once they move, not go, not return? Is that Um, the idea? I guess. Third, they must agree to not displace the truck convoy, vehicles, and or other demonstrators to other residential areas in the city of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So, and there's that. you know, that's just good sense. You don't want your, uh, I mean, as as a person who's organized demonstrations, one of the things that I that I tried not to do is uh, things that would get on my neighbor's last nerve. Right. Um, and so it's, it's probably good for both sides if they, if they stay out of residential areas. Yeah. It doesn't seem like an unreasonable, uh, request, but then again, what is the mayor going to give them in return? Usually when you make a negotiation for something, you give a little in order to get a little, but at the very least, this again, it's the mainstream media that I'm sharing here, so maybe there was some sort of a concession. However, this more updated story just posted today suggests that maybe that's not happening. Maybe the mayor isn't actually going to give any ground. Or maybe the truckers said, you know what, screw you, we're going to stay right where we are. I don't know. Because, man, this, this story that about the, the agreement was written like Sunday or Saturday, and now it's Tuesday, so supposedly the truckers should have been moved by now, uh, but now you've got a story coming from the government's own propaganda ministry, the CBC News in Canada, headline, Armed with New Police Powers, They're Working Day and Night to End the Ottawa Occupation, says the Public Safety Minister, his name Marco Mendocino. Of course, leading a protest is also a, a dicey thing because mm-hmm. you don't have any actual authority. All you have is, you know, whatever charisma you can muster. Right. So, you know, you can you can agree to something and, you know, maybe the maybe the other protesters say, nah. Yeah, and I don't know what their responses were, but maybe it didn't matter. Maybe this was just... You know, a stalling tactic ultimately to get to this next point because they did pass the so-called Emergencies Act. They invoked it recently. We discussed that last night, how Trudeau has, you know, invoked these special powers. And now, because of that, police will be establishing what they call no-go zones in the city's downtown core to control unruly crowds. You know, those people who are having dance parties in the streets. 
those wow. people they're calling unruly. Wow, uh, that's, that's so terrifying. Associated with the anti-vaccine mandate convoy protest, said the minister. People who defy orders to leave, he added, will face fines or jail time or both. He said so-called authorities will move in with great rapidity to erect more concrete barriers and press private tow truck companies into removing the big rigs that have clogged Ottawa's streets. One thing that I have uh, that's at least being said on uh, YouTube is that they are actually trying to buy up every used uh the government is trying to buy every used tow truck they can find to actually run them themselves because the tow truck companies aren't refuse they're refusing to cooperate basically yeah although my understanding is um well if their emergency um statutes are anything like what's come out in uh what i've read about what's available to the president of the united states um, I know that in in a state of emergency, the president can basically just confiscate a private business mm. and, you know, send the military in to run it, send uh, whoever in to run it. Um, yeah, they were doing that during COVID where they would force businesses to start doing things like manufacture masks or manufacture uh hand sanitizer or something like that i forget what the mm. the act that they would it's like the war powers act or something like that um the war powers is uh is actually i think the act they use to justify letting the president uh declare war instead of uh uh, but it's, it's one of those wartime things, though. Yeah, it's the government says we need more of this. We can force yeah. the industry to do this. And the thing that I'm thinking of is actually a a numbered um, executive order, mm. um, although I don't recall the number. Um, but I I read it a long time ago. In this case, they say here the government's propaganda arm that the Emergencies Act is essentially deputizing RCMP officers to act as local law enforcement in the city. So they're bringing in the equivalent of the FBI and having them enforce local statutes or ordinances. The federal police force typically does not carry out policing functions in the province of Ontario, but they will be in char- will be charged with enforcing municipal bylaws and provincial statutes. Quote, no one wants to see another weekend like the last three on Wellington Street. I'm I sure- do. Yeah, me too. I'm assured by my discussions with police that they fully appreciate that. Oh, they're right. Nobody does. We now depend on them. <laughs> we now depend on them to do the job, he says. And there were thousands of people in the streets once again. So clearly a lot of people want to see these things continue because they keep showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wants to see another Fun weekend for the first time in two years. So, uh, by the way, there's now rumor that the police chief of Ottawa has put in his resignation. Oh, that would be good. Which is interesting good timing. Yeah. yeah. He's chosen now to uh, go ahead and retire in the midst of all this. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen some, uh, some cops, including um, one of the RCMP guys who was on... Uh, Trudeau's personal security staff mm. uh, resigned really? over this, and he he just he basically what are he's, they speaking out? As uh, well? Yeah, he mm-hmm. he actually gave a, a pretty moving uh, moving speech. Wow, it was uh, 
it was well done and and he was he was just like i can't do this now we're breaking the law huh um and this was you know when the when the terrorists were still being a lot milder we continue here. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. The number is 603-283-6160. So they're, they're sounding like they're going to crack down this week. The arrests and the targeting of activists started last week when they were arresting people over moving around with gas canisters uh, in the streets. Now they're saying they're going to just have straight-up no-go areas where if you try to enter, you will be arrested. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. We're kicking off the second hour of the program, and you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Government gangsters in Ottawa are now saying they are going to use the new so-called Emergencies Act powers to establish no-go zones in the city's downtown core where if you try to go into the zone or if you defy orders to leave said zone, they will possibly arrest you and find you. Uh, So that's their latest plot. We will continue to, of course, update you on what's transpiring the best we can from given how far we are away from all the action. And we would be there if we could be. But uh, there's oh, yeah. two reasons why we can't. Number one, the Crypto 6 situation has us on some pretty restricted bail conditions. Are you pro- prohibited from leaving New Hampshire? Under yours? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, and even if we could leave New Hampshire, Canada just doesn't want us. <laughs> it's true. Turns out they don't like uh, civil disobedience protesters in Canada. Well, they're... And felons. They seem very, very clear on that On that. Uh on that issue yeah uh there was a uh attempted on the other hand if if you are in canada and if if things get really ugly up there mm-hmm. consider the free state project uh especially if you got dual citizenship or uh or you're pretty and you want to get married um, there you go. <laughs> the, that Viva Frey guy uh, on his YouTube channel, he had. I saw a clip the other day. I think the Free State Project posted it, where they were. Uh, he was interviewing somebody, you know, in Ottawa or where, wherever, one of the protesters. And the dude started talking about not Frey, but the uh, the guy just started talking about moving to New Hampshire. And Viva Frey mentioned that he'd heard about the the Free State Project as a as a they thing. Should reach so, out to him. Yeah, pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, come on down. We'd love to have you. Let's go to, speaking of Free Staters, let's talk to Dave Ridley, one of the originals, one of the first movers here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Dave Ridley. Oh, gee. Calling us uh, from New Hampshire. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. Hey. Well, hey. Uh, the, uh, I'm actually calling from Colorado. But oh, the, shoot. Um, the, uh, yeah, I'm visiting, visiting Colorado. Gotcha. But the, uh, uh, do you remember Joel Winters, the Free Stater State Rep? Joel, yeah. yeah, he was one of the first uh, state representatives as as far as being Democrat. elected as a free stater. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, I don't think he's in New Hampshire anymore, but he oh, is doing man. something that's kind of kind of cool. Mm. Uh, and uh, that is, he is, um, he is preparing a three-week-long fast for September of 2022. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's a fast against political violence. Uh, among the factions in uh, the United States, hmm. and and where oh, wow. is he now, and how does he you know plan on bring att- bringing attention to this event? Because it's hard to get attention for something like a fast if people don't really believe you're being oppressed; they'll just ignore it. Well, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things. It's like the independence drive in a sense that you know it. It, it seems like it's too far ahead of its time or it's not, you know, things aren't bad enough yet, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But he's projecting, as the rest of us are projecting, that things will get worse. And he's trying to, you know, take some kind of action. It's a fair uh, projection. At point in, mm-hmm. Yeah, at the point in time where he thinks things will get worse. Now, he thinks there'll be, you know, violence connected to the, the November election. Um, and he wants to do something to draw attention to his opposition mm-hmm. to that. I don't think it's going to be a water-only fast. I think it will be a juice fast. So it doesn't sound like it will endanger his life. This does he could have, just you know, diet, pre- which is fasting slowly. <laughs> the, the, you know, Gandhi was able to stop. Uh, you, you probably saved about 2 million lives with his fast around 1948, where he, or 47, where he... Um, uh, you know, or he was fasting against the the violence that accompanied the British leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Pakistanis versus uh, Hindus. Uh, but wasn't his and, profile fairly high at the time at which he was doing that? Right, and so that will be you know, and again, sort of in a sense, it takes more courage for someone like Joel to do this mm-hmm. uh, because of the fact that he doesn't have a high profile and it can kind of all be for nothing. Uh, right. That takes, in a sense, more guts than doing it when you've already got a profile. Hmm. Yeah, usually when you hear about fasting as a form of protest, it's usually like someone in prison, right? Um, that somebody is in uh, for some sort of wrongful charge, and in order to bring more attention to the conditions in the prison or the wrongful charges or whatever the you know the, the situation is, that person will choose to fast, and then you know they send a, supporters on the outside, send a press release out, and hopefully the the news media picks up on it. Um, this is going to be a tough one. I'd be interested to hear how it uh, it ends up panning out. Did you get a clue as to where he moved to? South Carolina. Oof. Gotcha. Mm. Man, it's always such a bummer when people leave uh, leave New Hampshire and and go elsewhere. I realize everybody's on their own path and they've they've got their reasons for for doing mm. that stuff. But man, if we if we could have retained half the people that we'd left over uh, that had left over time, we would probably have you know a good chunk more people here in new hampshire mm. anything else dave you want to share tonight actually a completely different piece of news you guys talked about the latest news about library what is the latest news i mean we love library it's a decentralized media sharing protocol uh it is an amazing piece of software that helps people 
upload and protect media files. So it could be video, it could be audio, it could be a blog post, uh, and keep them online forever. It's really awesome. People should check it out at lbry.com. They're the ones that created Odyssey, which is the new YouTube killer uh, out there, and it's doing a great job. But I actually need to talk to that guy about uh, whether whether there's they're far enough along that I that I might be able to work them out as a streaming platform for Cell Four One One. Oh, that's an interesting question. I know they're going to be doing some streaming upgrades this year. I saw in their announcement as far as what mm-hmm. their plans are for twenty twenty two. But what is it specifically, Dave, that you're referring to as far as news regarding library? They're Manchester based, and they are uh, one of the you know the attack on them by the Securities and Exchange Commission, the right. attacks by the federal, is one of the reasons why we have a push independence legislation in, in New Hampshire. Um, so mm-hmm. this YouTube competitor, I guess they've been uh, in front of the SEC with some kind of SEC filing or lawsuit now for uh, I think almost 196 weeks, according to them. Right. And the library just reported that. The SEC has requested another eight weeks to continue gathering evidence with which to shake them down for $2 million. Is that all they're at? they're demanding? I didn't know that there was a price tag on this yet. I know Library has spent over a million dollars on attorney's fees and, you know, the various different time and effort they have to spend requiring or, you know, jumping through all these government hoops and the depositions and the document requests and everything like that. Where did the $2 million number come from? Uh, I mean, just I heard it. I just don't remember where, mm-hmm. and it may have gone up since then. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, the library. You know, it's not like a criminal thing. They're just saying they're claiming that the the library's uh, cryptographic token is a security, mm-hmm. uh, and thus uh, they should have you know I don't know filled out form B seven stroke six instead of B right. seven stroke seven or whatever. You know, libraries tried to operate within the system and and jump through all the hoops and. It's just very difficult to do that. And I think, you know, the fact that the SEC comes after people, you know, and shakes them down, right. it's like they're, you know, they're making, it, 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 you try to make a, you know, people complain and they say, YouTube has the right to delete your video. And that's true. But if the competitors to YouTube are not allowed to operate freely mm-hmm. while YouTube is, mm-hmm. uh, then they get, that's the reason why we need independence in New Hampshire. We need a free country where there's no federal government that can tell YouTube competitors that they have to act like censorship or they, they're not like censorship, but they have to, have, that they have to, that, that they're not allowed to compete freely with YouTube without, you know, without the other, their- the other bizarre thing is, is a movie ticket, a, uh, a security. I mean, it seems like when, when you buy library, all you're doing is paying in advance for, I mean, you're going to spend that, eventually presumably on content so um so i don't see how that's more of a security than a magazine subscription or a or a youtube member a paid youtube membership yeah i mean the sec may not have a leg to stand on but that doesn't mean that it's not going to cost library a ton of money to basically make their case and that's what that's what they're trying to do this is essentially lawfare where they're coming after library and there's no cost to the sec because the taxpayers are paying their side of the attorney's fees they can Uh, rob us blind and use that money to persecute let's talk about it more coming up free talk live It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us here. 
The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody. You know, we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can go to xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. Just an email address is all that's required to create an account there so you can keep your privacy intact. If you like, you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. It's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Now, one of the things that Intercoin did when they first started up a little while back uh, was that they were very, very cautious about all the SEC BS that mm-hmm. they knew that they might face, uh, and so they jumped through all the ridiculous hoops. I think that uh, Library just said, look, we don't believe this thing is a security, this token that they yeah. have called the Library uh, token. I mean, I, I, I haven't really looked into their marketing uh materials or um i mean what what exactly is the role of the token within the library system good question so my understanding of it um having been a user of library since not quite the beginning but really early on uh free talk live has been posting videos there for years on the library system and you need to pay to just a very small amount of a library token, like 1% of one token. And I don't know, the current price is like $0.03 cents or something like that for, for an entire token. So you're paying a very, very small mm-hmm. uh, amount of money to actually post a piece of media to the library uh, system. Mm-hmm. So so you're paying to to you know do anything, right? Like with a lot of crypto-based systems, you have sure. to pay a transaction fee to to move things and do things. So there's a fee. You can bid up your post. So let's say there's... So with library, there's an interesting naming system. Library is a decentralized... Basically, it's kind of like a decentralized uh, torrent system. So for listeners mm-hmm. that aren't familiar, can you describe what a torrent is? Um, yeah, Bit, BitTorrent is basically a peer-to-peer way of moving files around where... As you download uh, your file, if there are many people downloading a file, the server will be sending different parts of the file to each person who's downloading it um, or the, the various servers. And, uh, and then they can send the parts they have to each other. Right, right. Even if they're not complete, even if they don't have the whole file, they can still serve the portions of it that they yeah, you have. can always serve. You know, you can always give somebody else what you have, even if you don't have everything. And so the idea is that if there are enough people who are what they call seeds in the torrent system, mm-hmm. that will actually increase dramatically the potential download speeds that the next downloader can get. So if there's a system where there's only ten seeds and they don't all have a lot of bandwidth, eh, it might be okay. But if there's a hundred of them then you're going to go a lot, a lot faster. If there's a thousand of them, you know, those files are going to download in, in seconds in a lot of cases. So mm-hmm. you're sort of using the power of the crowd 
in the in the cloud, if you will, to to move files around in a sort of a decentralized manner. Yeah, and that also gives you some uh, some security advantages mm-hmm. in terms of uh, you know it's it's difficult to know who's who's serving what on on BitTorrent. In BitTorrent, you can get IP um, addresses for everybody that's serving, but they could be hiding behind uh, Tor. Or they could be hiding behind uh, VPN. So you you can mm-hmm. achieve some privacy, but you as the server have to take steps. There's no privacy in the system by uh, by default, as I understand it. Uh yeah, that's probably that's yeah. probably true. That's but- how that's how a lot of the uh, the media corporations will send out their cease and desist notices. Is they'll put their own torrent online for whatever it is that they want to enforce on, and then whoever it is that connects to that torrent, they just grab the IP address and send out a DMCA uh, copyright notice to whichever corporation, you know, internet service providers behind that IP address. And then the IP ad- or then the corporation or the ISP sends the threat to the user associated with that IP. Can you torrent over Tor? Is that... I would uh, presume you can. Uh, I, I mean, there's no technical reason you shouldn't be yeah. able to, but I know that they uh, they at least encourage people to be stingy with their bandwidth. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, how common it is. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly VPNs are a very common way for people to use uh, torrents. Anyway, I didn't want to mm-hmm. get too deep into the torrent discussion, but so the idea of the torrent is decentralized file service. Um, use mm-hmm. multiple people connected together to serve files rather than just have the because the standard way of downloading a thing is you have one server in a rack somewhere on the uh, the internet and not necessarily a rack it could be <laughs> Iran it could be Syria right one piece of hardware is the responsible thing right and if that server goes down for whatever reason maybe it's technical maybe they just didn't pay the bill. Your file's gone. The file that you wanted to download is no longer available. Now, of course, you know centralized solutions have uh, content manager, content uh, delivery networks where there might be more, more than one server around, but that's all still by, run by one corporation. So torrenting truly decentralizes that. But the one thing torrenting doesn't have is it doesn't have an index. They have websites mm-hmm. that do the index. So like the Pirate Bay is one of the most common ones, but that's still a centralized server. So now the Pirate Bay has mirrors and there are other you know people who take the Pirate Bay's content and they put it on their site. So if the Pirate Bay main site goes down, there are alternatives. So the Pirate Bay's kind of tried to solve that problem over time. But still, the, the problem with these systems is they're, they're centralized at their, at their core. And so that's what Library purports to do, as I understand it. It basically takes the torrenting technology... And it rolls it up with a blockchain-based index. So the mm-hmm. files in library aren't stored on the blockchain. The media files, the videos that you're seeing, the, the whatever it is that you might be watching on Odyssey, uh, right. they're not stored on the blockchain. It would be prohibitively expensive right. to store uh, video files on the blockchain. Right. So what the blockchain is doing is it's just acting as essentially the torrent index. And okay. so it allows you to search, which is something that you know you generally can't do with torrents. And uh, it allows, you know, an organizational system to uh, to exist. And so that's what they've done with with library. And they've you know rolled it into a blockchain. And so there's a token uh, that's involved. And one of the things you can do with the token that's interesting is you can bid on the names because it's a decentralized system. There's no authority that can say you are the one true nobody. 
right? Because there could be another nobody out there who wants to have his own channel, you know, odyssey.com slash nobody, mm-hmm. right? So how do you discern which is the true nobody, which is the most popular nobody? Well, whichever one has the most library tokens in their wallet. Mm-hmm. So that's how they decide, like, how to issue the slash nobody, you know, URL. You could lose it if somebody else comes in with uh, with more tokens. Okay, yeah, there's something similar, I think, that's been done with DNS. I don't know if it's Namecoin or... Namecoin's a really old uh, decentralized name ser- or domain name service. Yeah. There's more coming up that's here nice. in moments. The number is 603-283-6160. But is it a security? And I want to continue. We'll discuss that coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Phone's open here if you want to join us. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Is the library token a so-called security? What is library? Well, that's one of the things we've been discussing over the last couple of segments. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. Uh, library is an interesting technology, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In fact, we've been putting our videos up there for years. You can go to our Odyssey channel and subscribe to us there. Uh, thank you to the over 1,000 people who are subscribing to us on Odyssey. Uh, head over to video.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to the channel. We do live streaming on Odyssey as well, so you can watch the show live. And, of course, you can watch it later on and listen later as well. And hopefully we're going to have some news to announce about Odyssey in the upcoming, let's say, hopefully by this summer. It's going to be a little while. we got a big project going on in the background, uh, and I don't want to say more about it because I don't want to spoil it. But uh, love Odyssey. They do some really cool stuff, a freedom-friendly uh, platform that is based on a freedom-friendly protocol. And it's important to know the difference between a platform and a protocol. Protocol is what? Nobody. How would you describe the difference? Um, a, a protocol is a set of of uh, of rules that govern um, how a communication or a transaction um, happens. Right. So, uh, so for and it doesn't care who's using it. Uh, it does not. Right. It's agnostic to that sort of thing whereas a platform uses protocols to mm-hmm. communicate but it's uh used to used by a central manager to whatever purpose its its ends are and they can decide mm-hmm. what exists on that platform yeah so odyssey is more or less the same as the client program that uh that you might have on your desktop computer to use library coin mm-hmm. it just happens to uh to speak to library and then to transmit that information over the web instead of uh directly from your cpu to your monitor and odyssey does a little bit more than that and that's one of the reasons why they actually recently spun odyssey off from library it's now its own separate uh company and that's because odyssey had started bringing in more centralization um, in order to, let's say, speed up the service of uh, certain videos that are not being hosted in a lot of places. Because as we were explaining before, library is essentially mm-hmm. a uh, protocol that allows people to share media. But if you don't have a whole lot of people sharing the media, it, they may not go very quickly, right? Like the downloads might might be slow. Mm-hmm. 
And so they actually did implement centralized uh, content delivery uh, into Odyssey. And for instance, that's how mm. you know that's how you have to have uh, live streaming for the most part. There are starting to be some decentralized live streaming options, but they're pretty early uh, out there. We tested one of them called PeerTube last year, and it was rough. Uh, so they're really yeah. It's not. What it's, were the issues with it? It's just not ready for prime time yet. Um, I don't remember. It's it was something we were testing right before the raid, and I haven't gone back to it since okay. then. Uh, because I've I've played with PeerTube a mm-hmm. little bit. And, there were bugs. Uh, that's I, all I can say. Hmm? There were bugs. That's all I can say. Oh, okay. Just you know, bugs that you wouldn't want your users having to deal with, and just it just wasn't ready. Yeah. So. But it's the tech is there, and it's coming along. So I, I would say within the next few years, decentralized video streaming will be more of an accessible thing. But for now, if you want, if you're looking at a, a video stream live on the internet. 99% of the time, it's coming from a centralized server. So Odyssey mm-hmm. had implemented some of these more centralized systems, and so Library and Odyssey kind of did a, a mutual breakup. Uh, they're still buddies or whatever. They still, they're still working together. Like, with, mm-hmm. for instance, with Odyssey, if their centralized server fails, it will fall back to the library network. So mm-hmm. it is still tied into library, but there's other stuff built on top of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so we continue here. Uh, we'll also look at the question is, are these tokens that library has a security as well? Who's storing the files, though? Um, who is storing which files? Um, I mean, when you upload your uh, your free talk live mm-hmm. content to um, to library and let, let's leaving Odyssey out of the out of the picture for mm-hmm. the moment. um it's got to be sitting on somebody's hard drive in order to be served. Well, um, Odyssey's picking all that up. So Odyssey okay. is Okay, so Odyssey has big server mm-hmm. farms with yeah. a lot of uh big time network atta- attached storage yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. Um does is is there a way to get compensated for that in library coin? Getting compensated for what? For basically, I mean, the vision that that I've always always had with, in terms of serving video uh, was the idea that uh, l- let's say you just had a, a token that was good for um, one megabyte. Mm-hmm. Okay, you 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 cla- you, uh, you denominate the thing in in megabytes, and basically, so you send somebody a token. When you download a megabyte and when mm-hmm. when you upload it back to somebody else, they send you a token. I see what you're saying. So then the thing you want to do is get the most popular files so you can download it once and upload it many times. That's not their model, but they do have a pay-for-play model if mm-hmm. you want to utilize it. So you, when you upload your content, you can check a box and say, I want to charge for this content. So by default, you upload for free. Mm-hmm. Anyone can watch your videos a la YouTube, right? Like anybody who clicks can watch. Or you can say, no, I think this video needs to get paid to be watched. And then you can set whatever mm-hmm. price in library tokens you want. We can come back to it. Let's talk first to Jeff. He's in Iowa. He's a professional driver calling us from the road. What's on your mind, Jeff? Uh, hello. Uh, so I just wanted to make a couple of comments about the protests that are going on in Canada. Sure. Um and you know uh so it's 
it's the vaccine mandate that kind of um, pushed this in that direction. But the truth is that, um, you know, the, the average person just has no idea the kind of tyranny that truck drivers face on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. And the regulations you guys have are insane, and that's only that's only me hearing about things on occasion. I'm sure it's even worse than what I know. It's, it's just obnoxious. I mean, for example, most people believe that the police can't search your car when you pull over. Well, if you got 18 wheels, then that does not count, you know? I mean, mm. it's just, like, there, there's just so many, like, we don't have the so-called constitution out here on the road Mm -mm. and i think that a lot of the protesting that's going on in canada um you know is just i think it's just the culmination of these guys are tired of this sure um but uh and you know i i i hope that they're working on a um on something in the united states i'm you know whatever I'll drop whatever I'm doing. I'll go to wherever I need to go to be part of a, a United States convoy or whatever. But have you heard anything? I, it, it doesn't sound like I you have. I haven't heard anything. I've heard rumors. I've heard, you know, but I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything. Um, and I have mad respect for all the drivers that have really put themselves on the line. They have, yeah. And who, uh, you know, they're risking their livelihood, their their families. Their well, it really their speaks freedom. to how far they feel like they've been pushed, right? They are really risking exactly. everything, and that's a, that's a truly, you know, uh, final act, right? Like, this is it. Well, so I was just going to suggest that um, the, the problem, the one problem with this is it's, like, too much of a central point for... You know, like the the Canadian government can eventually figure out how to get these trucks out of there, and then they'll just prosecute a bunch of people and put a bunch of people in jail mm-hmm. or whatever they're going to do. Um, a far better protest, in my opinion, is just to hang up your keys. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, if if you had a certain percentage of truck drivers that decided we're not doing this anymore and just stop driving, well, uh, I, hasn't that happened to some extent? A general strike would also be an Hold on, Jeff. If you've got time, Jeff, hang on. I want to bring you back. We can talk about this because, as I understand it, there are a bunch of drivers who are fed up and are just not going, you know, they're just not driving anymore. But maybe it's not as many as I, as I think. We certainly know that there's not enough truckers to take the cargo that is at the ports right now. Uh, so there's a dire need for more drivers. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We do have a social media site that you have way more freedom to speak if you use it over at social.freetalklive.com. It is the Mastodon platform which means that it is a uh, essentially more decentralized system because it's federated. Uh, so you can connect to other people on other Mastodon servers, and there are thousands of those all around the planet. Uh, plus, it is self-hosted, which means that we're running the server, and there's not some big tech media corporation that's behind this thing. So check it out at social.freetalklive.com. We go back to uh, Jeff. He is a truck driver, a professional that's uh, on the road right now in Iowa, calling in 
with his thoughts on the protest. You're saying that it looks like, and we we did report on this earlier, that now the Ottawa police are saying they have this emergency powers to go in and create no-go zones in the city. They're planning on arresting people who refuse to leave and arresting anyone that tries to come into those zones. So the, the crackdown may be imminent there in Ottawa. And you're saying that you think the best approach would just be to simply have a mass strike of drivers just saying, look, we're hanging up our keys and we're staying home. We're not going to block anybody's streets. We're just not going to do anything. And, and then that'll put some serious pressure, you think, uh, economically? You wouldn't want to limit it to truck drivers, though. Why not make it a general strike? What do you think, uh, Jeff? Yeah, of course. Uh, so when um, when these electronic logbooks came out, it was right about the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, really? And there were a lot of drivers. It was a couple months beforehand, but there were a lot of drivers that quit over it. They said, we're not doing this. Um, mm. And I, let me tell you, over the last year, over the last two years, actually, uh, I have seen just like from my own experience, and this is, of course, just anecdotal, but... Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people uh, tell me, now hurry as quickly as you can because that factory that you're going to, uh, they're shut down until you get there waiting for your stuff. Or wow. uh, I, I get I get approached with people that have loads for me to take, but they'll only give me a load if I've got a team dri- another driver because they need the stuff. Uh, you know, they don't have time for you to sleep. They, they, don't have t- they don't have time. And I've noticed that the, ra- the rates, over last year, the rates have been uh, double to triple. Wow! Meaning, the, meaning what you get paid? Well, what what the truck gets paid. So uh-huh. I I happen to have my own truck and I have, I have my own business. Right. But, uh, company drivers they still get their their same you know fifty cents a mile or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, but the company is doubling the rates. They're they're the companies are are getting they're they're taking it to the bank. Mm. Um, so, I mean, last year was actually a pretty good year for me because of that. Right. Uh, well, it's going to be but, tough for know, people to walk away from money. that, right? You know, like if it's That's if it's true. good money and people and, need help, then it's going to be tough. You know, um, so last year I was saving a little bit aside because I figured that there might come a point where I, I need to park my truck. Mm. And so... You know, if there's a massive movement, I will absolutely be part of that because, like I say, I've had a little, I've been uh, blessed or lucky or however you want to, you know, to be to be able to do that. But uh, most of these truck drivers, uh, they live in their truck. They don't even have a home, or a lot of them don't even have a home that they go to. They don't pay rent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, why would you if you're only going home for a you know weekend a month or you right. know, whatever else? Yeah, if you don't have a family sitting there uh, waiting for you then you don't need it. So if if there's any group of people that can bring this, I, I mean, it's the truckers. And okay, so I if, just... If trucks, uh, Jeff, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just looked up a statistic I've been wondering about over the last few weeks. I just now finally looked it up. According to truckinfo.net, there are an estimated one out of nine truckers are independent, uh, meaning, meaning the majority of those are owner operators as far as the one in nine. So let's say one out of nine are independent drivers. They have the freedom to choose their jobs and their, you know, who they're working for, uh, that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's more than that. You think so? Uh, but yeah, because they're, what they're count, like if you're leased onto a company, then they're not counting that as independent. Hmm. 
But like, so there are companies that they're just the company that drivers lease onto, and they pretty much have. So they're they're talking about people that have like their own authority, which is like their permission to drive. So if you're leased onto something, then you're just as independent, but you're you have to put the name of that company on your door, and they probably. Uh, that that would be my guess. What do you think if you, if you know if it's not one out of nine? What do you think the real statistic is? I I'd probably guess more like fifty percent. Fifty percent. Okay. Well, in that, in that case, that, that'd be my guess. In that case, it could be a pretty effective protest if people hang up their keys. Like the corporate drivers are less likely to do that, right? Because they don't want to lose their gig. But, well, yeah, they they they're gonna have a hard time because uh, their their dispatcher is gonna basically say, well. But the other thing is. You know, because of the pandemic, the, all the trucking schools, they closed down for like six months. Mm. And so they got like no new drivers and they're still playing catch up from that. Oh, interesting. So there's, there's just, there, there aren't enough drivers out there right now. And there's a and, general labor shortage going on. Oh, yeah. Um, in, in uh, I mean, Cumberland Farms, the, the local 24-hour store, it's not a 24-hour store anymore in Keene. It's, a, it's uh, awful that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the same thing in Concord. Mm-hmm. I talked to the guy in Cumbies in Concord, and they don't have, have the staff. Okay, so let me ask you this then, nobody, regarding the idea of a general strike. What good would it do? I mean, you basically already have people who are refusing to work is the idea that there would well, be some sort of an you organization? You hit somebody where they're already hurt. Mm-hmm. If you hit, if you get a good shot on and and somebody's uh, bicep, for example, mm-hmm. in martial arts, you continue to work that same spot where they're where they're already hurting. So if you've got a labor shortage, and then you have um, people who would ordinarily be working. Uh, during that labor shortage saying, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. uh, that Until? makes things even uh, even worse. And the idea would be for, that you would make some sort of a public statement and say, we're not going to work until X, Y, and Z, meaning that roll back the whatever mask restrictions and things like that. Would that be the, the plan? Um, I, I would imagine, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, general strikes have been... Um, I think that was a lot of what brought down the uh, the communists in Poland. I think that's what uh, Solidarity was doing. Jeff, was there anything else you I'd wanted like to, to share into that. tonight? Uh, I was I was just going to say, uh, just a few days of trucks not rolling um, will will bring everything down. That's for sure. Uh, you you won't have gasoline. You won't have groceries. Uh, you won't have anything. Uh, yep, we are a hundred percent reliant on trucks, and you mess with us and beware. That's all. That's, that's absolutely all true. You guys are the most critical infrastructure, uh, not just in the United States, but all around the world. So I want to say thank you for your service, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Keep us in the loop, by the way. Anything that's developing out there, if you hear anything about an actual U.S. convoy, give us a call. Let us know because uh, we had Reed Coverdale on the show on Saturday night. He's another uh, liberty-friendly trucker out there, and he says he hadn't heard anything yet either. So there's there's the reports on social media, which are making it sound like this thing's happening and or coming up. And then there's what the drivers are saying, which is they're not hearing anything. So uh, maybe there's you know a reality between the two. And we'll find out. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the ride out there. Thank you. Yep. 
Well, if people want this to happen, then somebody needs to be the change the they want to see in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Somebody's got to start talking, and rather than asking, is this going to happen, they need to, to make it happen. You know, do the same thing I did with the uh, with the 420 rally, which mm-hmm. is I just started doing it. Right. You know? Well, and you got to tell people you're doing it. Too. And yeah, I started doing it and I started telling people I was doing it. So it was just me, Candace, and Noah. Um, well, actually, the f- the first day, I, I guess, was the uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, 912 rally when when uh, which which you were there for I guess that was kind of the birth of it was it really um, but did we yeah. get high after the 912 rally or during it what what happened um, there? after it we after. went up in the uh, we we got up went up in the gazebo and got stoned and then like a week later there were a hundred people in the park was that basically um, it? yeah well the day I got arrested on the 26th so that mm-hmm. was two weeks after 912. Wow. Um, yeah, and the uh, the truckers that went across Canada was a very grassroots thing where it just some people started it and a bunch of other people joined it. So we'll see what pans out. Let us know as you hear things. The phones are always open here at Free Talk Live. Hour number three is on the way. Uh, we still have to talk about the security question. What is a security and, you know, do does the library token meet the definition? I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. And neither does the library folks. Uh, neither do they. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. And you can join the show all by dialing in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. We've also been talking about Library, the decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. They're under attack from the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Oh, who isn't these days? Well, they haven't attacked us, thankfully, but the FBI has attacked us. In fact, uh, the SEC went after Library just days after the FBI showed up here at this studio. Whether that was a coincidence or not, I don't know. But it sure did seem coincidental. Maybe they uh, got a big payoff from the bankers. We will continue with your calls. First, though, we have TJ the Spy calling us from Colorado. TJ. Yeah, brother, it's good to hear you, boys. Nobody, I'm glad to hear that you're out of the can now and can mount a defense against these ridiculous charges. I am uncanned. Oh, good. Well, I just wanted to let you know, I went out today to go check the mail, and I saw a bunch of uh, a man and a woman looking around James's car, and they went into our apartment building and served James with a subpoena. Oh, boy. It's from the, yeah, from the United States District Court. That doesn't District sound tasty. Board. It doesn't, but it's from the District of New Hampshire, mm. and uh, we're just going to, you know, it's one of those things we very rarely get served, but it was uh, the U.S. Postal Inspectors. They were serving the uh, subpoena. Those and are the cops, just, the postal cops, basically. They have their the own police cops, yeah. division. Yeah, but, you know, they didn't say what it was about, but we're just going to hire an attorney. As You know, it was one of those things. They said something about the Shire Free Church, hmm. and James just said, okay, and took the subpoena. But, of course, they were like, do you know what this is about? And James just said, I have nothing to say. Because, of course, they want to get, you know, like, oh, come around and talk about whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. attorney, we're trying to get in touch with an attorney to represent James, uh, 
to basically say he's not going to appear because he'd have to fly out from Denver, Colorado, all the way to Concord, New Hampshire, just for one day to testify about whatever they want him to testify about. Yeah, hmm. something happened with uh, Mark Edgington or Mark Edge, who's one of the co-hosts here on Free Talk Live. He was also given a subpoena over the summertime last year, not long after I got out of jail. At least this is what I hear, right? Like, I'm not allowed to talk to him, but word gets around. And uh, they, they caught him, I guess, as he was getting off an airplane and served yeah. him with a subpoena. And he got an attorney who sent some sort of a notice to the court or to the prosecutors or whoever it was, and he didn't have to show up. I was surprised that that was possible. I always thought that if you get a grand jury subpoena, they throw you in the, in a prison cell uh, if you don't show up. Well, the thing well, you do is tell the lawyer, tell the uh, prosecutor that you have every intention of perjuring yourself if he puts you on the stand and then he can't because if he puts you on the stand knowing you're going to perjure yourself that's a crime called subornation of perjury mm. which is what clinton was charged with uh well, back in the day interesting i wouldn't try that i would probably just say the honest thing which is it would be unduly burdensome that is one of the things in rule 17 for subpoenas in criminal cases hmm. If it would be unduly burdensome for a witness to appear before the grand jury, you can file a motion to quash it with the court. The problem was they didn't tell us what the case number was or what it involved, so we can't really bring a suit and file a motion to quash until the U.S. attorney tells us what case this was regard to. Hmm. Uh, I mean, just reading between the lines, it's James in New Hampshire from Georgiana McDonald, the prosecutor in Many, many cases. So it could be anything, but, you know, just take from that what you will. Yeah, I mean, they certainly seem to have a uh, big thing for activists in Keene and uh, what they could possibly be going after. Well, they're, they're not going after James. They're going after somebody else, right? Like, they don't subpoena you to your own grand jury. So they're Yeah, in- generally not because, you no, know, they, they drive a tank into your house. Right. Yeah, because it's generally, you know, if you are the target of a criminal investigation you know they know you're going to just say i invoke my fifth amendment right to remain silent not Mm -hmm. say anything as you have every right to do before the grand jury because you know it's you know spontaneous you won't remember when you if you go to trial and i have seen so many people who are totally innocent think i have nothing to hide they go before the grand jury and they end up getting indicted Mm. because they did weren't fully truthful or they didn't say something correctly so there's no reason under the sun to ever talk to the feds or the prosecuting attorney without an attorney present. Mm-hmm. So yeah. of, they of say that a uh, good prosecutor can get an indictment against a ham sandwich. Which... Yes, that was actually a justice, a very famous litigator mm-hmm. of the United States. I forget who said it, but he said you can indict a ham sandwich, and that is true. Which makes me think that when cops murder people, they should slice them thin and put them on <laughs> bread. That way, they can get an indictment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the news in our neck of the woods, and uh, you know, we'll just keep you informed about whatever occurs. Well, so you, the the funny thing is, you thought that uh, you would escape all of the trouble by getting out of New Hampshire, and yet it followed you to Colorado. So I'm sorry to hear that that happened. Yeah, it's no big deal. But you know, it's like we said, they can't. Obviously, it's been James hasn't been to New Hampshire since 2016. Wow. So it's just like. 
wow, they they must really be desperate for information if they're subpoenaing him. It does seem desperate. Not just that, but the statute of limitations is generally five years or less on on most things, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Unless it's a murder case. Yeah, it's generally six years. Um, you six. Know, and I know that's coming up because the statute of limitations is March 20th, 2022 for the first FBI raid. So I know Mark is working on getting some of the property that was seized from the broadcast studio. Well, from returned, which but... y'all's property was already returned. You had uh, requested yeah. that you, you and James were living here at the studio at the time of that first raid in 2016. And I don't know, a year ago or something like that, you got everything back that they stole from yeah, you Yeah, everything from our room. Everything from our room. And yeah. uh, you know that worked out. It would have been nice if they would have just handed it back, but we had to sue to get it back and right. uh, you know, kind of Ridiculous. force their hand. All right, well, keep us in the Wasn't loop. Wasn't I oh. a plaintiff in, in some suit that, that you were doing right before the raid? Yeah. No, well, were. actually, yeah, that was the thing. You were going to sue because you had standing to sue uh, as a user of the equipment and a member of the Shire Free Church, but then you got arrested before you had a chance to file. So right. okay. uh, Mark just took over because he, you know, he has as much standing to sue as everybody else that I know. Sure. Right. You, you would never think that getting your getting unrobbed from the FBI would be so complicated. Of course, they're arguing now, apparently, uh, in a motion to dismiss that Mark does not have standing to sue, et cetera, et cetera. So they're fighting uh, as much as they can in this particular case. They've kind of admitted that they couldn't find any evidence of anything. So why do they want to keep our crap? Maybe they want to start a, a free talk live too. You know the uh, federal edition. That's the only thing I can think of because what are they going to do with a bunch of old broadcast radio equipment? It's just computers. They don't even have like a set of microphones or anything like that. They just took servers. But yeah. uh, thank you, TJ, and, and keep us in the loop. Oh, by the way, we're talking about uh, we're talking about securities here. Do, can you define a security? Do you get into any of that stuff? No, I don't. Like I know there's a de- technical definition, and you mm-hmm. don't want to sell securities. That like library, I know LBRY library got in trouble for that. Well, they, uh, they're apparently. in a lawsuit right now with the SEC, so I mean it's yeah, trouble in there. Annoying. They're the people who, they're the SEC. They're the people who show up uh, to the Ponzi scheme after everybody's lost all their money to say Bernie Madoff is conducting a fraud. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so they're investigating they, Social Security? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would, but no. Unfortunately, uh, the SEC. They usually, you know, when there's an allegation of fraud or a Ponzi scheme, they'll do an investigation. But if somebody's evildoer, you know, like Bernie Madoff was, they just said, well, he's a big, respected investment banker. And it was all the mathematicians on Wall Street who were saying Bernie Madoff's doing something fishy mathematically. He can't be telling the truth because there aren't enough whatever contracts on the Chicago Board of Exchange that would justify his profit levels. So the mathematicians, that's what I love about math is that math can allow you to spot lies much better than words, because people usually lie with words. It's much harder to lie with numbers. TJ, I heard a rumor you're going to the Liberty Forum in... I am going to the Liberty Forum in March 3rd through the 4th, or March 4th through the 6th. Yeah, we're going to be there, so we'll look forward to seeing you. Absolutely. All right, see you there, brother. And by the way, that event is sold out, so uh, thank you for the call tonight, TJ. So if you don't have your tickets for Liberty Forum, you're going to have to buy them on the uh, secondary market from anybody who might not be able to to attend. That's the only way you're getting in this point or if all the tickets are sold i mean i've showed up for liberty forum many times without a ticket hmm yeah i don't know and i don't know what the security is going to be like there we'll uh continue coming up
Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. And you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there. Coming up, we just mentioned the Liberty Forum is a sold-out event. And that's coming up the first weekend in March in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's kind of like the uh, hotel convention gathering for the Free State Project that happens on a yearly basis, usually. Um, and that's sold out. The Porcupine Freedom Festival, we spoke to the organizer of that over the weekend, Dennis Pratt. He says that is 82%, and this was as of the weekend, so it's probably more now, 82% sold out. So if you're, wow. think, if you're thinking about going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you better get your tickets like within the next couple of weeks. And that's happening toward the end of June. And the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival is going to be the 6th Annual Fork Fest happening at Rogers Campground, same place as Pork Fest, uh, in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It is uh, a great little event. It is smaller than the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's kind of like how the Porcupine Freedom Festival used to be way back in the day, in the early Mm -hmm. days, meaning completely decentralized. There's no tickets. You don't have to pay anything except for your campsite. You get your campsite or your RV site, or there's some hotel on the property as well, whatever your preference. Uh, Register that with Rogers Campground from June 27th through July 3rd, and there's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. And by the way, Rogers Campground does a killer fireworks show every year for Independence Day weekend. So it's, Mm. it's a great way to cap off the Forkfest week. You can learn more over at forkfest.party and we'll look forward to seeing you there. Free Talk Live is intending to broadcast from the very same uh, campsite that uh, the RV site that we were at last year. Once again, that's forkfest.party, June 27th through July 3rd. Let's go to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I, I heard that the Putin acknowledges the separatists in Ukraine I guess they want to join Russia. So he, he the Russians acknowledge them because they do not want they do not want to drop bombs and kill them. Is is that why? Uh, wait, who's who wants to kill who? Okay, in other words, Putin acknowledges that there are separatists in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Who wants to join Russia? So it was on the news today. It was announced. And and I think the Ukrainian president, it seems like he is a separatist hmm. to me. Well, it's generally safe to assume these days that anything they put on the news is a lie. Hmm. But but that's, I mean, that's probably true. I'm sure there are people in the Ukraine that would love to be uh, part of Russia, and I'm sure there are. There, are, there are people in the Ukraine who would, uh, who have absolutely, who would hate to be part of Russia. Um, my only concern with the situation is none of our damn business, and we don't need to spend any money on it, and we don't need to spend any blood on it, and we certainly don't need to offer a bunch of young children as human sacrifices. Uh, because really what's going on is Biden just wants to wants the tail to wag the dog. He wants to get uh, attention off his dismal, 
dismal, embarrassing performance mm-hmm. as half of a president, and uh, and he wants to do it by offering a bunch of American kids as human sacrifice. Yeah, a good war is going to be a big distraction, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, People what, love that mass murder. What's in the news, though, regarding this, and I agree with you, nobody, you have to be skeptical of what the news says, is now apparently uh, Putin is saying that they are going to be pulling back some of the units they had near the border, near the Ukrainian border with Russia. So they're pulling their unit. <laughs> they're pulling multiple units in wow. this case. And uh, I've seen videos of that. And purportedly, this is in relation to the threats coming from the Biden administration. So it's Biden that's been rattling the saber here. He's drooling over the the opportunity to go to war with Russia. And now Russia looks like they are trying to actually de-escalate this situation. I wonder if he's if uh, Biden is colluding with the Russians to uh, increase his popularity and steal the next election. That's a good yeah, question. You know, I, I do believe that uh, Satan, the president, he kind kind of sounds kind of iffy. Because what did he say? Don't, don't. Oh, no, he's more than our... iffy. He's completely around the bend. <laughs> well, I mean, because he was saying, why are you making my citizens all panicky? They're not going to invade. I mean, it, it sounds to me like he was elected by the, the Russians to act like they're capitalists, but they're really communists. I mean, it's. Oh, you're going to come that, back to your conspiracy theory again? Your 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 well, conspiracy yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, theory that's that like, that both Russia and Ukraine are secretly communist. Well, I I don't know about there's some capitalists and there's I mean, there, but there's separatists that want to be communist along with Russia, and I all along I believe that China and Russia is still communist. Why would they be war? Well, with China the West? is still communist officially. Oh yeah, they're murdering people left and right. <laughs> Right, putting them into uh, re-education camps, so-called. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Russia is not officially communist, and I've never heard, except They're from you... They're more fascist than communist yeah. these days. Yeah, I've never heard, except from you, Sarah, that there's some sort of secret communism uh, in Russia, and uh, but I don't I live gotta there. i got to say, so. I've had the thought, just, you know, you put a ex-head of the KGB in, mm-hmm. in, charge, of, in charge of your government, but... But here, here's the thing. You asked me, it's like, why Why is this American business? It's European business. That's what Biden was saying, too. That this is the capitalist and the communist system. See, what they're afraid No, the capitalist of, system is leave people alone, make money, and and have a good life. The socialists are the ones who are, and the, and the government freaks are the ones who are always killing each other and trying to drag us into it. Well, well, what is it? If, if, if you, okay, Russia invades Ukraine and take over, what happens is that the so-called capitalist system, they become weaker. In other words, the Walton family can't abuse people okay. as they have been doing. First off, there's no capitalism involved in that statement. War is always a government project, and that makes it squarely socialist. Um, you know, nobody wants war. Nobody's going to go out and buy some war. The only reason that we pay for wars is because they put a gun to our head. That's right. I'm a, I'm a socialist communist, but 
I would like to be with the Russians, but I do not want to have war either. And that's why it's important. My job is to educate people in but America. But that's, that's the so thing, because- Sarah. You, what you missed there and what nobody said was that in order to fund these socialist programs and these communist programs that you love so much, there's always a gun behind all of these things. I mean, Chairman Mao, I believe, the communist uh, dictator. All political power flows from the barrel of a gun. And he was absolutely right. So you either support peace and you are against uh, the use of force by governments, or you are in favor of war against your own people, and you want to force them into these things. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, but uh, these people that you know claim to be communists, but also say they support or they're against war, I'm sorry, it just does not work that way. Communism is a war against your friends and your neighbors, mm-hmm. and uh, although your they're not your friends anymore, once you've you know killed, declared war against them. Yeah, good point. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Phones are open. You can join us and bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. What is a security? We still haven't gotten into that question yet. Uh, It's Ian and nobody in the studio tonight. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of great features, and they're free. So if you want to, for instance, subscribe to our podcast, you can do that. Uh, We have the feed that has both the Free Talk Live full episodes and the digest versions of the show. And then there's also different feeds. So if you just want the digest, there's a feed for that. And if you just want the full episodes, there's a version for that, too. You can get them all over at feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, just to go back a little bit, we were discussing library, which is the really cool uh, blockchain-based protocols, so like a media sharing protocol. It came out several years ago, and then in 2020, I think they launched a site called Odyssey in order to compete with YouTube. And they've done amazing work with Odyssey. It's really come along, and they've got a bunch of people that have come over from YouTube. A lot of upset YouTube creators who've had their videos censored and removed, and their channels struck uh, stricken. And uh, they've made the move over to Odyssey. Uh, So it's a great little platform that's built on the library protocol. And you can go to lbry.com to learn more about library, get the full node software and back up the network uh, in that way. Just you watch your favorite videos and you become a seed, essentially. You become a a sharer of the videos uh, that uh, that you watch. They tried to bury us. They didn't know that we were seeds. Yeah. Surprise. Well, they're now trying to bury library with an attack by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. They came after them a year ago, actually just about a week, I think, after you and I got arrested and the rest of the Crypto Six were targeted. Uh, nobody. They went after Jeremy Kaufman, who is the CEO of library. He's based in New Hampshire. He's a great freedom activist who's one of the board members of the, the Free State Project, and they came after him. Now, he didn't get arrested But they slapped him with a civil lawsuit, or they slapped Library, and he's, of course, the president uh, or the CEO or whatever of Library. And so he's been having to deal with hiring attorneys and paying, you know, all kinds of ridiculous fees for those attorneys to defend 
library from this particular lawsuit. Banker scum are doing everything they can to bleed us dry. Yeah, well, and this also may be the YouTube scum as well. So the media, the big tech uh, scum in this particular case, they don't like the fact that there is a decentralized alternative, Mm. a freedom-friendly alternative. Oh, yeah, they let you tell the truth. YouTube must hate that. Yeah, well, it's interesting because if there's a topic you want to see a video on that's a little obscure, a little esoteric, um, a little dangerous as far as to the system, to the status quo, Odyssey probably has a video or two about it or more. And you can't find them on YouTube. So if you if you ever find if you ever looking for something on YouTube and you're like, well, why doesn't they? Why don't they have any videos about this? You just go over to Odyssey. There's probably something there. It's uh, it's a really interesting platform. So check it out. You can go to our channel over at video.freetalklive.com. And really, the trick is to change your habit to watch odyssey instead of watching youtube so that's really the real difficulty right because it's easy to go to a site one time but to make the the point of coming back to it again and again to try to you know find new content new channels uh, there should be some equivalent of changing your search engine mm, yeah it's just a habit though that you have to change in this case but the sec is alleging that they're going after library because the library token which is the cryptocurrency uh, that is the system is based on uh is a so-called security so i pulled up investopedia here and a page about what is a security and uh, the general definition here is it is a fungible negotiable financial instrument that holds some sort of monetary value and it represents an ownership position in a publicly traded corporation via stock a creditor relationship with a governmental body or a corporation representing by owning or represented by owning that entity's bond or rights to ownership as represented by an option. Now, they have two types of securities. One is called an equity, which is a security that represents ownership interest held by shareholders in an, entry, in an entity. Library token is not an equity. Uh, yeah, stock would be an equity. Right. So it's not one of the to- the primary types of securities because when you have library token you don't have voting rights you don't have yeah. the ability to decide any sort of thing for the library programmers or the library you know company or whatever they are you have mm-hmm. no say in how library runs all it does is it allows you to pay a fee to access a video online or pay a small fee to post a video for other people to to watch basically. So it's like it's it's goods and services. Yes. It, yeah. The suit makes no sense unless it's just pure harassment. That's all it is. I mean the other the type of security definitely doesn't apply. There's a debt security, so there's the equity security which is the ownership stake thing, and then there's a debt security which they say represents borrowed money that must be repaid. Obviously that has nothing to do with yeah. the library token. Wow. So uh, I don't know what the SEC's argument is. Obviously, I've not taken the time to read any the of that The SEC's argument is we've been paid off by the bankers mm-hmm. and we're going to make your life a living hell yep. because they own you. Yeah, and that's a great point because you know even though Jeremy doesn't have the threat of the rest of his life in prison hanging over his head, as some of the Crypto 6 might mm. uh, in our case, he does have the distraction of... Of having to focus his time and his effort, mm-hmm. which is valuable, you only have so much of it, uh, on this case. 
and answering depositions and digging up yeah. documentation and jumping through legal hoops and you know doing all this stuff, paying attorneys, meeting with attorneys. All this stuff takes time away from developing the thing that he loves to do, which is make library better. And he can't do that now. And he's been, you know, mired in this lawsuit for now a year of his life. And it sucks because whenever you've got something like this over your head, it just takes away so much energy. It takes away so much potential for what you could be creating and what you could be doing. And that's the real tragedy here. Even if he is the even if they end up winning this thing, they'll have spent a million dollars on attorneys. I don't know if you can get that out of the SEC after the case. Uh, no, the governments are not responsible no. for their actions. Right. And they can just bring another suit against some other... Co- like, nothing stops these people. Even if they lose mm-hmm. against library, they can bring a suit against another uh, crypto token. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing that stops them is people out in the street physically preventing them from getting what they want. Mm. You know? And that's that seems to be what we've learned from... Uh, from uh canada it seems like the best option as far as you know if you're a crypto developer is not to have a business in the united states i mean that just seems like the most sane solution that and there's because of the nature i mean nobody knows who uh satoshi uh, correct satoshi nakamoto is nobody has to know who kaufman is Mm -hmm, they didn't have to incorporate true um and a truly distributed system is like Monero. No one knows who's programming Monero. Right. Right. And and the privacy good coin. for them. Um nobody should know. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that you can get away with producing valuable products for this society without already being one of the chosen few who are licensed by birth and parentage to do to do well to destroy other people's productive work mm-hmm. um the only way you can accomplish anything is stay hidden stay underground you know yeah. don't let anybody know who you are and unfortunately you don't get the 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 fame and acclaim that you sure. deserve for your work but at least they don't throw you in prison yeah that's true you know and uh, and the other thing is, the government just has to go. You know, they have been milking us. They have been driving us like rented mules. They have been stealing our freedom, our lives for far too long. And somebody just needs to put those corrupt rat bastards out of business and out to pasture. And the best way to do it is to get to New Hampshire, in my opinion. If you love liberty and you want to join uh, the Free State Project, there's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and nobody in the studio tonight. And we're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. But I do want to say thank you to BM Simmons, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via our AMPS Patreon, which you can join over at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you right over to our Patreon page. 
where you will learn more about what it is. It's helping us advertise, market, promote, and support. That's what AMPS stands for. Uh, Free Talk Live. You can help us get on more radio stations around the country and bring more listeners on board with the ideas of freedom. And you get some cool perks, too. So thank you, B.M. Simmons, for helping us out there. He's a Silver Level, or she, not sure which, uh, Silver Level supporter over at amps.freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls and thoughts. Jack, in Washington State, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nobody. Nobody. I've enjoyed you being on the show, by the way. Thank you. Me too. I, I really like your voice, man. You make the show fun. I appreciate it. He's groovy. I, yeah. I, I, I love being on, on the show. It's uh, just more fun than a box of weasels. <laughs> <laughs> what were you um, calling about tonight, Jack? Well, I'm saying this in a very non-aggressive way. It's, you know, we talk, you know, you guys, I listen to you guys seven days a week pretty much, but with the Shire and, and, you know, free state and, and that, but I can't think of a revolution or anything. And I'm not at all promoting this, but without violence, and I'm not promoting it at all. In fact, I, I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the revolutionary war, the civil war, uh, you can go on and on actually. Well- you can't change anything without because the government has the violence on their side. Yeah, but so they it, don't have numbers on their side. And if you have numbers on your side, as the truckers have proven in Canada, who's you know these guys are unarmed uh, up in Canada, but they've got the numbers and they're acting completely peacefully. And the the Canadian government is basically impotent to really do anything about it. Now, they may end up rolling in the military or something like that and actually escalating to some sort of violence. But the, the fact is, if you've got numbers, you know, peace to me is the way. Uh, it's, it's the goal, and it's also the way to that goal. If you've got enough people who refuse to obey... You have shut that system down. If they refuse to pay taxes, if they refuse to jump through all the government hoops and do what they're told, it's over. I mean, for the most part, the state does rely, whether we want to believe it or not, it relies on people going along to get along. It relies on the the acquiescence to their demands. They have to maintain the illusion of consent. Correct. Um, you know and the the thing the, the thing that gives me gives me some comfort and some hope is to remember that there's about a million and a half jackboots in America. Does that include and, the military? Uh, it, yeah, that's uh, military plus police. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's higher than that, but okay, let's go la- with that number. Last time I last time I looked it up, they okay. may have uh, they may have uh, expanded their numbers, and I'm only counting each each man as as one jackboot. They actually each wear two boots. Are you also including um, like Air Force and uh, Navy in that, or just like uh, all Army? At, uh, at the time, and this was a couple years ago, it included all active duty, police, and military. Okay. It doesn't include the reserves, but okay. but my point is that um, you know long division. There's 300 million Americans. That means that there are 200 of us for each monster. Um, They're not doing anything. 
they're watching they're the not they're doctor. not doing anything and and you know the big thing they're well fed and they're entertained um yeah yeah the the big thing is trying to motivate the minds and mm-hmm. that's that's what we're doing here seven seven nights a week is trying to get people's minds working trying to wake them out of this stupor an indoctrinated stupor that, that they've, they've been fallen oh, yeah. into They've been in it. They've been in it since you know near birth, right? Like the the government mm-hmm. system has indoctrinated them for you know two decades, roughly, of their life, if you include college mm-hmm. uh, in there, and, and it indoctrinates them every day through the right. mainstream media, which right. is just the entertainment wing of the military industrial complex. Yes. So we've got um, a lot of work I, to do. I, I went to Dartmouth for two semesters. Okay. And I left. Um, I ended up getting the sales, um, and I left because I was being a doctor. It was incredible. They were literally trying to brainwash me. It was mm-hmm. obvious that they were trying to brainwash me. Mm. And I looked around at the people around me, and, you know, except for the stoners, everyone else was brainwashed. Ironically. How long ago was this that you were in Dar- mm-hmm. uh, Dartmouth? Uh, uh, 2009. Okay. Well, and and the biggest thing to me is getting people together in the same place. Proximity mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. I mean, geographically New Hampshire would probably not be my first choice. I I moved up here from Florida. Yeah. I hate cold. But what I hate more than more than cold is Losing, losing my freedom is is mm-hmm. warmth is warmth so dear and uh, sun so sweet as to be bought at the price of slavery and chains. <laughs> Forbid it, Almighty God! <laughs> to uh, misquote, I believe that was Patrick Henry. Uh, actually, the quote was: "Is life so dear and peace so sweet as to be bought bought at the price of slavery and chains?" Um, wow. you know, well, what, what, back to the original question though, how can we really take control and, 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 and perform this dream that, you know, I think a lot of libertarians have without, and I'm not promoting in any way at all. How do you, re, how do you counteract the, the ability of power? I'm going to say it very liberally here that the government has versus what the power of the people have with the population being brainwashed. You've got to concentrate, number one. Information warfare. Yeah. Well, and you can have better uh, information penetration into a population when you have a lot of uns there, uh, but when you Mm -hmm. have a number of people in one given area, then Mm -hmm. they're going to come across the libertarian message in political candidates that are running for office. They're going to see it on the radio, you know, listen on the radio. They're going to hear it on television. They're going to be seeing it in mainstream media because we can Mm -hmm. infiltrate all of those things. They'll see, they'll work with libertarians at their job. They'll see other libertarians at their church. And then these ideas become normalized instead of just being some sort of freak thing that they see once a year at a, you know, political debate. And the thing is, if you if you look at, I mean, Joe Rogan has like 
10 times the audience as CNN now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Brian, whatever his name was, the the fat guy who looks like uh, he looks like the fat guy from Kramer uh, or from uh, Seinfeld. But uh, he was on there whining that on CNN or Rogan? on CNN okay. uh, saying everybody trusts Joe Rogan and nobody trusts us. And it's be well, that's because people are finally realizing mm. that everything you say is a lie. Yeah. And and that gives me some hope. Some people are, are waking up as a result of COVID and right. they're saying they've given us lie after lie after lie after lie um, ab- about COVID. What else are they lying to us about? Everything. And it's, it's really <laughs> yeah. everything. And that's one of the reasons why you're seeing such a tremendous level. And Jack, thank you for the call tonight. I do appreciate it. Such a tremendous level of interest in New Hampshire and the Free State Project now with record numbers numbers portfest mm-hmm. sold out last year for the first time ever the liberty forum just sold out this year and that doesn't happen very often i don't know if that's ever happened except for the year ron paul spoke in like 2008 uh so oh, the, god what i wouldn't give for a 20 year younger ron paul right now these things <laughs> are happening at levels they've never happened before the number mm-hmm. of movers to new hampshire the number of freedom migrants liberty activists who moved here in 2021 was a record number over a thousand people moved here as part of the free state project nice. just last year so uh thank you again for the calls tonight everybody appreciate it if you're serious about liberty and you're willing to take steps the number one step should be to get get around like-minded souls yeah and then all kinds of interesting things become possible that were impossible before and it will give you some hope uh more coming up tomorrow night you can join us online at freetalklive.com